This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. Welcome to the Wednesday Week. I'm James and, well, it's Halloween tonight, so there's going to be lots of spooky puns in tonight's show. But before we get into that, we want to start by paying our own respects after what has been... Well, a pretty horrible few days for football. Firstly, all the best to Glenn Hoddle in his recovery. Uh, But, um, of course, our thoughts very much with Leicester City and the family and friends of the owner and the other people who were tragically killed in Saturday's helicopter accident. It doesn't matter if it's a player, a fan, or in this case, the owner of a football club. No one should go to a football match and not return home afterwards. And we wish everyone connected with the club our deepest condolences. Now, of course, it is the 31st of October. I am wearing my glow-in-the-dark onesie. It's getting its annual outing. I think this is the fifth or sixth year in a row that I've got away with this uh, outfit. So um, let's meet our truly terrifying panel for the Wednesday week this week. He's freaky. He's fearsome. He is Dan Fudge. All right, lad. Hello. <laughs> I was getting uh, again the message to you. I'm just you know, catching up on some correspondence. How's it going, James? You all right? I am good. Yeah, you good, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, still, you know, a bit miserable, a bit mardy, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Oh, right. we've got plenty of time for that. Don't worry. Um, also with, with us is Victoria. Got the willies up her wood. Hey, up. <laughs> That's awful, James. That's horrible. It's what on Halloween, isn't it? On Halloween, you get the willies up here. I don't want... Well... <laughs> Hi. Good evening. Happy Halloween. <laughs> um, so it is Halloween. Trick or treat is order of the day. So I reckon let's start with the treat. Uh, and that is the breaking news earlier today that Matt Penny has signed a new contract. So um, this is this is the good stuff before we get into the ine- uh, inevitable whinge fest that's going to follow. So, um, yeah, it's going to be good news. Fudge, you happy about this? 
Yeah, it's, um, it's absolute great news. I, I think he, it was something that, that we were chomping at the bit for a couple of months ago. And obviously, something like that takes a bit of time to, to get in and the, and the, uh, the negotiation process and all that. But I think it's great news for the club. And I think it really fits well with him as a player. Fit, he fits well for us. And uh, I, hope, I hope he stays with us for the rest of his career. I hope he becomes Sheffield Wednesday's Matt Letizia. Uh That would be quite an honour, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. What do you reckon, Vic? Are you happy with this? I'm very happy. Um, he's, mm, I loved Matt Penny. He's a nice Christian boy from Chesterfield. And no, he he comes across as a really really nice lad as well with his head screwed on. Um, and I think, and a, a lot of people I've seen have been moaning that it's only a year. Like, are you kidding me? Like the guy's what twenty two, twenty three, about my age range. Um, and he's just committed another year of his life to the club. I don't really see how that can in any way be construed as a neg- negative. Like, it can only get better from here, surely. And we're also, on our part, not taking a massive risk. I think it's a great deal. Absolutely brilliant. I, d- I must admit, when I first saw it, I did think that um, it's a bit of a shame that it's only for a year because that makes me think, this doesn't cry out to me someone that's wanting to kind of commit their future to the club. Um, it's kind of like, you know, we know that this, this conversation will have to come around again a year from um, a year from now and we'll all be worried about whether or not he's going to go. And then you think, well, is it just kind of so that if any clubs come in for him in January or in the summer, then, you know, at least we get a little bit back out of it or something like that. But anyway, you know, the lads um, had an absolutely amazing start to this season. He's obviously a huge prospect. So, you know, another season out of him cannot be a bad thing. Right. So that is the treat part of the evening done and dusted. And it's all negative crap from here. Let's move on to our very own horror show on Saturday. So... Um, 3-1 defeat at Birmingham. First things first, a fairly hot topic of conversation in the run-up to the match, during the match and after the match, was the team selection. Uh, Vic, what was your take on this? Oof. I mean, I get accused of being negative as it is. So I'd just like to say I had a lovely day. Um, I, I wouldn't have won anyway, so it was nice to be here. And uh, it just feels like you've just lost a shit game show, doesn't it? There's just, uh, from the minute it came out till the minute I saw the final score, and I just thought, well, shock. Like, was I meant to be surprised at that? I don't don't really know what I'm meant to think anymore. I'm I'm trying, uh, I'm really trying not to be negative about the manager, about the selection, about the fact that we've not heard about Sam Hutchinson or... Kieran Westwood for about 12 years but I just I just honestly don't know what to think I'm completely at a loss with it all and it's times like this again and I've said this and I have done this for a long time is that I've avoided any sort of backroom situations like I don't want to know Um, and it ruins it for me but now it's creeping onto the pitch as well and it's just I just don't want to be that I don't want to be involved in that I just literally want to go on a Saturday Want to see us win, want to see us lose, want to see us draw. That's literally, like, that's all I want to do. But all I'm getting at the moment is just, it's just politics. And I don't pay 500, 600 quid a year to go and watch politics. I want to see a football match. And at the moment, I'm just not feeling it at all. 
Uh, fair enough. So, what what were your thoughts on the on the team selection? What did you think when you saw it? Well, it was bloody rubbish, wasn't it? it was bloody rubbish. That's fudge. Go on. Tell me why why was it rubbish? What was rubbish about the team selection? Well, let's have let's have specifics. What was rubbish about it? Tell me tell me what you thought. Yeah, I'm not playing this game. I'm not playing it. If you two want to have a little laugh at yourselves, then fine. Fudge's just Fudge's just sat there laughing. I don't understand why. I'm genuinely just trying to ask you what you thought of the team selection. Fudge, what did you think of the team selection? You sat there giggling. What have you What have you got to bring to the table here? I'm sorry. I really enjoyed that. You started it all with, um, so Vic, what about that team selection? And she's that angry. She's that annoyed with life. You know what I mean? And and it was a good two or three minute run. And then right there, just deadpan as anything, you went, so what about the team selection? (laughs) I just found that really funny. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, these are our players. I don't think the team selection surprises me anymore. I, I don't think that there's a uh, there's any any lineup that we've tried that that I think. Well, you know, in the, at the end of the day, the, the the gaffer spends the time with the players, and he knows who's capable of what. He knows who's carrying a knock. He knows whose attitude is wrong, and um, and he puts the team out that he thinks best. I very I, you know I very much doubt he's he's trying to put out a team that. Um, to, to, to try and lose, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he wants to stay in a job. So I think we, we should be able to, we should have to have trust in the manager to uh, to take it forward. But, you know, Morgan Fox comes into, comes into a lot of criticism and I, and I believe a lot of it is unjustified, if I'm honest. Yeah, he does, he does make some howlers and, and, and do I think that this is level of football? No, it's not. But we've, we've kind of made him and, him and Dawson the, um, the, the poster boys of, of why all this has fallen to shit. And I don't like it. Do you know what I mean? Especially somebody as young as Dawson as well. And um, and he's been thrust into that position because of something that's happened with somebody else. And and so so I'm not, not really a fan of it. But in terms of the players, who's available, I, you know, I've lost count, if I'm honest again. You know what I mean? We're, uh, we, we've got Lee out, we've got Hooper out, Sam Hutchison and Kieran Westwood have gone missing. So in terms of lineup. I've got no, no real opinion on it. If I'm honest, I'm sorry. My apologies. That that wasn't very insightful, was it? Uh, no, well, let's move on from team selection because that's obviously <laughs> not going anywhere. Uh, let's talk about Stephen Fletcher. So, um, Fudge, an interesting day for um, Fletcher. He nearly scored in the first minute. Um, well, very early on in the game where he hit the um, hit the post, um, put himself around. Had overall, you know, obviously got a goal as well. Overall, a, a pretty strong game for Fletcher. I think this is starting to creep in, though, isn't it? We we've been seeing this over the last few weeks, albeit the results have been going our way. But we've we've seen it creep in where Fletcher's starting to look stronger and stronger as weeks go on and and as time goes by, and we're starting to get the player that we uh, that we thought we signed back what two years ago now, two three years ago. So it's um, I think it's nice to see him, and and he did start very well, and um. I think Vic mentioned it uh, in, in in the notes or, or when we were talking earlier that we you know we had the opportunity in this Birmingham game to to absolutely take it to them. I think there is there is an element of three one looks like they've battered us, but I don't think they did. I think we made. Uh, I think we just got we lost our reds in the last ten minutes, didn't we? It's, just, it's the same as it's been for the uh, well, for the games we've lost. We our our the defense. Last thirty years. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> The, uh, yeah, we, we just we just can't seem to keep the ball out of the net the last ten minutes, and and I don't understand what it is. Is it 
is it a lack of focus on that? I mean, you know, look at Ferguson's team and the way he had them playing in the last 10 minutes and the seven that got added on. They they played right till the death, played to the whistle right till the end of, end of days. And um, we we just can't seem to do that. And I don't know what the salient issue is. But um, but with Fletcher and as with a lot of our players, I think they just ran out of steam. I mean, he's no, he's no spring chicken, Fletcher, is he? How old is he? I reckon he's no, probably no, no. He's... 30, is he? Oh yeah, he's way over thirty. He thinks about thir- maybe thirty-two now. Mm. Ooh. Well, Ooh. I mean, he wants to start looking into retirement, doesn't he, old bug? <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you could tell he's one of those players that's always taken kind of good, good care of himself, hasn't he? I mean, he, he certainly picks up an injury or two, um, but he is very much a pro. What I thought on Saturday was that he was the player that looked like they had the most level of football intelligence in our team. He just kind of knew what to do. Um, and that particularly shone in the first half because um, I think what we forget, and and you know maybe rightly so, is that that first half, we actually played really well. We played some really nice stuff in the first half. We were well in control of that game. We should have gone in ahead. Um, we obviously we, we 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 did take the lead. Um, we were ahead early on in the game, um, and we created a lot of chances in that first half. And we could have gone in, you know, maybe two, three, maybe even more than that. Um, goals to the good. Um, Liam Palmer two guilt edge chances that um, that he missed. One particularly. Uh, where you watch it back and just think it's it's easier to score, Liam. What are you doing? Um, and then one um, before that, I think, where he he basically ran half the length of the pitch um, and got himself fairly clear through on goal and somehow managed to to put it wide. So um, you know, you think if 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 Liam Palmer could actually finish. And maybe if we just had that little bit of luck, you know, the, the, that Fletcher shot early on in the game that hits the post, um, you know, it could have been a very different, um, a very different story. But it wasn't. Um, and what How happens is that Birmingham. How often do we say that word, though? How often do we say that word, luck? If we'd have had that little bit of luck, and it always seems to me that we 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 moan about not having that look way too often like whether it's with a referee whether it's with a penalty that jordan rose won't take whatever it's always about a bit of luck and you know what it's got to the point now that i just think maybe we're just the unluckiest bloody team in the whole english football league because that's all we ever rely on and do you know what on our day even when we have that bit of luck liam palmer my nan would have scored that she'd have scored that twice (laughs) She just scored that twice. Himself. Luck or no luck, like there were—that's uh, not luck. That's just being shite. I'm sorry. It, it's just it being shite. Um, that was yeah, Liam, Palmer, Liam Palmer comes under a lot of flack uh, from from our fans, and he and, and and you're right. We we have this running gag of him having this evil twin brother. You know, one's really good and one's absolutely bloody terrible. But um, but yeah, he, I just don't see how he's, how he can't even get it goalward. Do you know what I mean? Just he only had to swing. Liam, Liam Palmer should not. He should not be allowed into the um, into the penalty area. Well, um, on his day, can I, he'll can have I, a great day. You can know, I when he's got a... that bit of luck. But as far as it stands at the moment, uh, there's no luck. There's more luck in my bloody Tinder life. Nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but can I can I throw you in uh, like the opposite side to the argument, yeah. which is that the games that we won earlier in the season, we were 
far, far, far from convincing. Um, and we still managed to win them. So that's Sheffield um, Wednesday, though, isn't it? That, that's that's Sheffield that's, Wednesday. That's, we could play up against Stockbridge Park Steels. That's we could play up against Stockbridge Park Steels with a full team tomorrow night, and we could lose eight 0 We could play up against Real Madrid and draw one all. Like it don't matter. It's just how we do it. We just mess it up all the time. I've just had enough. I, I don't want to be here. It's just shy. <laughs> it's just awful at the moment, and it's not. I'm not even at the Carlos point that I was at before. I'm not at the, I'm not even at the David Pleat point that I was at before. But I've just had enough. I've had enough of not knowing anything. I've had enough of these secrets. These, you know, the star seems to be against the club. The club seems to be against the star. There's just so much going on that it's just like, well, I literally want to turn up, watch us play, and go home. I because anything else just seems like too much hassle at the moment. It's like some sort of needy girlfriend. Uh, I can't be dealing with her. I can't. Uh, she's been a pain in the arse for my entire life. Do you know what I mean, though? I'm not being funny, but I'm just fed up with it. All right. So, all right. Well, let's 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 talk football then. Um, and <laughs> tell us, tell me, tell me about what you thought about the second half performance then, because Wednesday have have had a knack this season of starting the second half quite sluggish. Um, and we kind of got through that period of the first 10 minutes of the second half without conceding. Um, so um, I not... kind of thought, ooh, maybe maybe this might just be uh, the one where it's not going to follow that pattern. Um, I'm not going to lie here. I started decorating for Halloween, so I think you best go to fudge for the second half. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, yeah. I couldn't be out. Fudge, tell us about tell us about the goals that we conceded. Uh, yeah, the, the goals that we conceded were, were, were piss poor. Um, you know the, the first one was a the first one was a rapid response from uh, from when when we went up and I I just, I just, I'm in the same kind of boat as Vic. It, you know what I mean? It is quite difficult to to g yourself up and and talk about the football. But like again, I, I believe that the especially the last two that Birmingham scored that they we'd run out of steam. We we just we'd set up so. So stringently, we'd set up to, to this tactic to play this to play this formation to play this style of play, and you can't keep that intensity up for for ninety minutes. Given the players that we've got, I think that there was a uh, there was a definite level of fatigue towards that last ten minutes. And and I, and, I, and I agree, you know, I agree with what you said, James. It was a it was a fairly even performance at the first half, and um, but I think three one flatters them, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, you're probably um, you're probably not not wrong there. Um, all right, so um, probably one other thing that's just worth touching on from the Birmingham game, and then <laughs> apart from how I agree, we, we can all kind are. of <laughs> thankfully put it to bed and never ha- never have to mention it again. Um, is I thought it was quite interesting the crowd reaction when Stephen Fletcher went off because that did not go down well, and he had probably been our best player up to um, up to that point. Um, it was interesting. Me and my friend Mark commented a few times during the game, saying that when 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 the ball wasn't near Fletcher, if you if you kind of glanced over towards him, he looked like an eighty year old man who was just kind of hobbling about. He looked like a couple of times we said to each other, "Fletcher's gone. He's he's just gone." Um, and then he kind of come to life as soon as like the passage of play moved towards his kind of zone of the pitch. He'd um, he'd come back to life. So um, what I took from that is that. Um, 
think there probably is still a, a bit of a niggle um, of, a, of an injury problem there with uh, Fletcher and maybe he's just not able to play 90 minutes. So, I've, got um, this, uh, I've got this theory about Stephen Fletcher and I've been, I've been sitting on it for a while. But I, 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 I want, is I want, he I want, really oh, James Bond? Oh, go on, tell us. I want to, I want to put this out there for you. I want to, I want, I want to discuss. Um, <clears throat> Stephen Fletcher signed for us at the start of when it started falling to bits. Do you know what I mean? When we were on a crest of a wave and when we were pushing for the Premier League and we signed Stephen Fletcher and then all of a sudden it started to unfold a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong, those those big headers he scored for us, the goals he scored, you know, great, well done, kudos. But I think it goes deeper than that. You think back to Jordan Rhodes' interview when he was talking about cliques and uh, nepotism within within the changing room. Can you imagine him and Barry talking to anybody else in that change room, especially to somebody like Jordan Rhodes. They, they are completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, there was also the rift with the contracts with, uh, with Forestieri, just before, ironically, we played, uh, we played Norwich as well. Is there an element of his attitude? Is it starting to creep into the club a little bit? What do you reckon, James? Um, I don't know. Are you, are you kind of over-analyzing that a bit? Well, like, you see these videos of, uh, you know, like, there's one with Snodgrass playing against Barry and um, and Stephen playing FIFA um, uh, at Scotland uh, when they were on the, when they were doing it, when they were away at camp. And they, and they said, ah, look at that, we've beat you 1-0 again, like, oh, because Hull City, oh, you're hilarious. Do, do you know what I mean? And I... Do, I think that there is an element of the fact that because he's a proper shit kicker in the old sense of the term, because um, there's loads now, you know, it gets banded around that word now. Do you know what I mean? I think that there is an element of him having a negative effect on people around him. What do you reckon? Or have I just made that up? I think you're putting two and two together there, Fudge. I think that can be a bit harsh. I think you have to look at the last few years as a club. We've had a lot of people that you could say have been negative influences, like including the the man, the saviour, Mr. Forestieri. You know, we, there's been more evidence of him, him being a negative influence than anyone else. I'm, I just think... I get that, but when I, I think back to when he left Sunderland to go to Marseille, that was under a cloud, wasn't it? That was because he fell out with somebody. Yeah, I'm, I, I really... I don't know. I really don't know about that. I've never thought about it before. I'll lose yeah, I, sleep yeah. tonight. Yeah, just I just thought I just thought I'd float it and see what you all think. It might just be me just uh, just whinging about it, but you know, I'm I'm trying to blame somebody that's not Liam Palmer, Morgan Fox, and Cameron Dawson. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Morgan Fox had one of the better games yeah. on, um, on on Saturday. <laughs> he, he, he he was one of our better uh, better players. I don't know with Fletch. The impression that I get from him is he's actually one of the true professionals that we have within the camp. Now I don't know whether or not that is just on the pitch. Um, I don't feel like he doesn't tend to be someone that the club put out to do media stuff very often. I don't know if that's because he's just not comfortable doing it or whether he's just flipping injured the majority of the time or, or what. Um, so I, I can't particularly kind of see much into what he kind of is like off the pitch, but certainly on the pitch, he seems to be one of those, one of the few players in the squad that has got that true kind of element of professionalism about them. So I don't know. I don't know. It's as good a theory as Eddie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to blame someone right now. Why not blame Stephen Fletcher? That's like <laughs> a really crap TV ad, isn't it? 
Um, right, okay, let's let's move on from Birmingham. Let's let's just take a moment now and let's just take stock because um, the last three games, eight goals conceded, two goals scored, zero points. Um, I absolutely hate this statistic, but I've got to mention it. 15 games now without a clean sheet. But think back to, what, less than a month ago when we beat Bristol City. We went sixth in the league. Uh, even the star did a piece lauding what a great job Yoss was doing with the resources that he's got. Uh, this week, I've uh, had to remove the hashtag SWFC column from my tweet deck because I just can't cope with the amount of, or just the sheer volume of negativity that's coming out of that. So let's take all that into perspective and I want to know what your thoughts are right now on what the situation that we're in and particularly the situation regarding the manager. The question is being asked quite a bit as to whether or not is it time for a change at the top. Um, Vic, I know you mentioned earlier on that you're not at the same point as you have been with managers in the past. Does you still have your support? Um, do you know what? Right, I'm going to say this really, really honestly now, and I don't know if anyone would agree with me on this. Probably not. I'll probably just get bombarded now. Um, but I think after... <laughs> You know, if you think about this as like relationships in your life, right? And I think if you've had this really great three-year relationship with someone who was charismatic, screwed up 20-pound notes, like threw all his meat on the fire for years and years, and you were really, really happy together, and it almost got there, then it didn't. Then it almost got there, then it didn't. And then all of a sudden, this shorter, older guy with a shit moustache comes in, and you think, Do you know what... I might as well just stick with it. Oh, hold on. This is this is mirroring my own life. Um, but it's I just feel like I'm sticking with it. I'm settling at the moment. I don't think I've ever had any sort of particular passion towards Yoss. And it, that's not in a derogatory is way to him. Rebound? I've never he is a bit of a rebound, isn't he? He's and I think it's it's a bit of a rebound that now, and I don't know if it's because of the articles about Carlos since like in the last week or so. Or whatever, but I kind of think I've never got fully, be, not fully behind him. That's I'll always be behind anyone that they put in front of the team. But I've never got totally passionate about him because there's always just been that something missing. Whereas with Carlos, I was, you know, that 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 Mediterranean passion was there because one minute I loved him, I absolutely, I was screaming at the TV within the next minute, I was hating him and wanting him out on the street and away from my football club. Whereas with Yoss, I'm just kind of apathetic to it all. I just, I don't know, it really does feel like a rebound. It really does. He's not given me anything that Carlos did. And I don't think anyone did before Carlos for a long time, in fairness. So I'm not against him. By any means, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a passionate Yoss fan. I don't. I can't really explain it. And I, I know when I've mentioned this recently on Twitter, I've had a few people agree, which is unusual. Um, but yeah, it just it's just a bit. Meh. But at what at what point then do you think um, it's fulfilled its need and it's time for you to move on? I don't know. Probably when he leaves me for someone else. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it hurts. 
Um, no, just <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Is it when he just walks away? Is it when Dayton Chancery makes a decision? Is it you know? Does it have to go catastrophically wrong? I don't know. I I don't know who. Like, do you know if I was sat in the pub now and I said Yoss out, and someone said who would you replace him with? I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't know. I've not been looking. I've not been swiping. I've not been looking around for other managers right now. I just. I'm just in a bit of a, it could go well, it could go badly. And at the moment it's going pretty badly, but it could get better. I just, I don't know. I Honestly, it's a very odd situation to be in as a fan. I don't have a feeling either way particularly, which is really weird. I think you hit upon quite a good idea somewhere in there, whereby maybe we could pick future managers using a Tinder <laughs> system. Yeah. Whereby Super we have a Sheffield Wednesday manager app. <laughs> Like all season ticket holders have like a, yeah, like a, a Sheffield Wednesday manager app on their phone. Uh, and when it's time to recruit a new manager, they don't bother interviewing them. We just all go on app, just swipe left or right, depending whether or not we want them um, in the club. Uh, right. Okay. Fudge. So um, I'm going to give you the great honor now of uh, responding to some of the names that have been doing the rounds. Okay. So um, tell me, uh, and you know, you're, you're renowned for your love of uh, managers who aren't at Sheffield Wednesday. Yep. So I'm going to be very interested to hear how you react to these. Okay. So the, the the one that I've seen more than any other, actually, is the return of Carlos. Thoughts? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, like, okay. have, have you ever, have you ever like, like to, to go with Vic's, Vic's analogy, like, have you ever had that night where you break up with somebody and you still, you hook up just for that one extra night? And then it's, it's at that point where you go, and the more after you go, oh, there's a reason we broke up with them, I remember now. You know what I mean? It, mm. It's got that ring to it. Sorry, next name. Go on. Uh, next name, Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce is, uh, you know, it looks like uh, Mr. Potato Head after it. Uh, you remember <laughs> that game? Remember that game, Mr. Pop? It looks like that after he's popped. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know because he did spend a lot of money at Aston Villa. However, it's it's, it's quite apparent that there is a rot at Aston Villa um, that's a lot worse than ours. But, I, you know, I wouldn't. If if we got him in, I wouldn't be complaining. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know how realistic this is, but there's fans that are saying it, so I've got to mention it. Sam Allardyce, absolutely hundred oh, percent. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'd love that. And let, let me take what. Yeah. I thought it was on mute. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not mute at all. Sorry, the bloke, man. the bloke is is an absolute grade A, top of the range, no old bards to Bob Bellend. Don't get me wrong, he is. However, he. You know, he got to he got Bolton playing Premier League football with Kevin Davis up front. He signed JJ Bloody Acocha. Like, do you know what I mean? And then he had Fernando Hierro in that team. And then he uh, he was the job he did at West Ham when he was there. Uh, like th- this guy's, uh, you know, uh, an international manager. And as ridiculous as it sounds, as, as insane as it sounds, because it's Big Sam, um, he was the one that brought in. He was one of the first managers in the Premier League to uh, to bring in. Um, nutritionists and uh, and uh, what's the word? So he, he took it beyond coaching on the pitch. It was all about uh, the training and the. And he the, did the, a lot the, about the psychology as well, didn't psychology, he? Psychology, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. head stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I'm after. He did a lot of psychology a big and nutrition, at yeah. and he really did. And and that's what happened. He made players believe, and he made players believe what they were. And he, he he's clearly got a network of people around him. 
Don't get me wrong, I can't abide the bloke, but 100% yes. Why? Do you know what? Okay. I've I've always had a soft spot for him because I've always had a soft spot for Bolton, as we've discussed before, for no apparent reason <laughs> whatsoever. But when I was at Wednesday, so we're talking 10 years ago now, uh, we played Blackburn pre-season in our Premier mm. League pre-season friendly. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I interviewed him afterwards and I was just stood there and I was like, so he did his like Radio Sheffield interview and whatever else. And then I was interviewing him for the website. And I was like, would you ever manage here? Like you're one of those names, you know, we throw them around all the time. We do it with players. You know, there, there's the likes of Jordan Rhodes, Dion Burton. But there's also been the likes of Jason Shackle. There's been different names that we've always thrown around like, oh, wouldn't they be great for Wednesday? And some have happened, some haven't. But with managers, we've done the same. Like there's Urien Holloway's. There's your Sam Allardyce. There's your, oh, there's been hundreds over the years that we've said, could they come in and do a job for us? And everyone thinks, yeah, brilliant. And I asked him and he was like, I'd love to manage here. I would absolutely love to manage here. He was like, it's a, it's a big club. And that's 10 years ago. And he was he was a genuine bloke. Yeah. He wasn't doing it for the cameras. He wasn't doing it for the dictaphone. He was just genuinely chatting away. And he likes football. He loves football. He does he lives for what we all live for and i i do think he could i mean it's the dream isn't he i think he would be if he had to pick out five names from a hat i would definitely pick him every single day i think i do think he could do a job for us and i do think we've got a bit of money now as well you know and we may well have more money come january which we don't want to talk about but, what about um, uh what, what about you james what's your opinion on him I think me and Vic were quite, uh, you know, planted our flag. Quite yeah, I was just about, I was, I was, I was just about to say I'm going to take that as a yes. Then, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I've got to be honest. I've not really thought that far ahead yet because um, I, I feel that Yoss doesn't go from being a good manager to a bad manager in the in the in the space of three days. I mean, I feel like what we're doing here quite rightly is reflecting what's being talked about in the fan base. But mm. um, you know, at, at the moment, I. I, I can appreciate that there's been some questions asked about team selection. Um, there's, there's question marks about players that aren't involved at the moment, which we're going to come to in a bit. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's the I think it's I think it's the players that are letting us down, and I think it's. Um, See, I, I don't, I don't know right is. now if you change manager. I think there's two problems with changing manager right now. I don't know whether or not it would instantly mean that we suddenly start winning games and that we're, um, you know, battling for the top two. I um, also have to fall back on um, my normal position when it comes to anything like this, which is uh, it is one less player that we'd be able to bring in in January if we are able to bring a player in, or it may mean if we do sack a manager and we've got to pay them off, that actually it's one more player that we have to let go in January because the situation is that money wise we've got zero um, and we'll have zero in January unless we sell anyone in January so um, that would put us in minus that would mean we probably have to sell someone in January in order to um, to pay off that, that contract so but, uh, all right, I all right. so, just so don't... take the finance yeah. out of it you know what I mean take take that out of it let's just let's just put a pin in that I, I agree with you it's, it's quite a large pin uh, yeah but but Fudge, yeah but Fudge you've got to remember I'm a practical person so if you're going to tell me to do that you've got to tell me how so how uh, are you going to check the finance you, it? it's for FFP podcast now that's what it is <laughs> I, I, I want to know. I'm, I'm just saying, if you if you take the finances out of it, how are you taking the finances out of it? No, but you said you said if you asking that... me if if you asking me, would I rather assign a new player in January or sack the manager? Then my answer would be, I'd rather assign a new player. No, in No, I want to know your feelings on our manager. 
I, I want to know your um, feelings on him as a person, as a man. Very, as a very mixed, very mixed right now. Um, I agree with everything that all of you said, right, about the fact that Carlos was the flamboyant guy. He was the one that you want to take home and meet your parents. He was fun. He was a lot of things. Yoss is the opposite of that. Um, and that's exactly what we needed 12 months ago when he came in, or just over. You know, just less than 12 months ago when he came in. Um, and he steadied the ship. And, and, and that, that progression's not continued, certainly defensively. Um, but again, I don't know whether I necessarily point completely the finger of blame at him, but he is the manager and he takes the, the flack for it. But I'm certainly not at a point whereby I think that it's necessary to make any kind of change. I'm 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 not it's not even it's not even entering my head right now whether or not it's time for him to go. Can because I, I think that can I put something else to there's, there's bigger fish to fry. So if okay, put yourself in a in a position now that you're sat at home and Yoss is outside tending to his potatoes or doing something really dull that Yoss would do. And if Carlos turned up on the front doorstep with a bunch of flowers and a bottle of rosé and said, I miss you, James, I miss you, Dan, can I come back? What would you say? Well, he, that's exactly what he's done, isn't it? <laughs> that's exactly what we are going to talk about that a little bit later on, about the fact that he has very, I don't know whether it's deliberately or just by chance, but he covered us on the TV the other week. Mm-hmm. Um, he did uh, an extended interview with the star this week. Um, he has done exactly that. He's done the absolute managerial equivalent of turning up on the doorstep with, the flowers. with a bunch <laughs> of flowers sorry. and a box of chocolate saying, I oh, know it's your mum's birthday tomorrow. I've just thought I brought these round for her. Aww. So you all think, oh, what a lovely guy he is. And it's worked because I've seen so many fans this week saying, get Carlos back in. Forgetting the fact that the last six months of um, of Carlos being in charge were, were, were really quite, really quite poor. I'm not saying get him back in. We, we but... learned and we're, we're still paying the price of some of the mistakes that we made during that era. It's almost like, right, okay, so it was a pretty, it was a rocky relationship towards the end. But do you not look back now and think, is anyone going to make me feel as good as Carlos did? Like in that sort of situation, uh, is it? Is he the one? That no, got but that's away? life, isn't it? Is he the one that got away? Uh, no, he, his time was done. My, okay. his time was done. My, my, my I, I am completely on Joss out. I, I already, already, and uh, I, I am, and, and I'll, t- I'll tell you for why. Um, it's because he has the personality of a mop. Um, I feel that, well, that when you mentioned earlier, James, that we were... Why does that matter, Fudge? Why be, does that matter? Because uh, being a football club manager isn't always about being a tactician. There needs to be something to engage the fans. Like, Carlos didn't engage the fans. Um, you know, when people talk about uh, the worst managers we've ever seen at the club, it's always been the ones that were, that were dreary men. Do you know what I mean? If you ask a lot of people our age... Uh, who the best manager was, they'd say Ron Atkinson, because he was a big flamboyant nutcase. You know, get well soon, by the way, big one. But um, the the issue is that there's nothing to engage us anymore. Now, in terms of football on the pitch, now I know you're a fan, James, and I think the, uh, you're a fan of German football, as am I. But I think this this might be why you're sticking up for him a little bit, uh, because he's, he's obviously done one in the German league. And, and I was, you know, I was excited about that because I, I wanted that David Wagner, uh, Jurgen Klopp type of football where we go, oh, wow, win at all costs. This is great, brilliant. But we just haven't had it. We've got some diet version of, of, of this, this um, plonk everybody, play five at the back, try and score one more than them. You know, Stuart Gray did that. If that's what we're after, get Stuart Gray back in. 
and, and I get that. You know, I, the entire stuff about about Carlos coming back, it, it is mental because it was so volatile towards the end. Of, and, and, he, and he clung on and clung on for a lot longer than what he should have done. Now, in terms of results on the pitch, when we've been six points from the top and when we've been... Uh, what, what was it that Bullen said? We're, well, we're six points from the top, and we're still in the playoffs. And then we lost, and we were still six points from the top, and still in the playoffs. That's that. You know, that was before the Birmingham game. Um, I think those positions where we keep sneaking into the playoffs are false positions. We've not looked convincing. We've not looked like we're ever going to stop the ball going in the back of the net. It, you know, it, the, the football's crap. It's crap. You know, the football's not entertaining. The manager's not entertaining. You know, I, there's days I actually just turn Twitter and off and or delete the app for a day just to have a day from it because it's there is a poison through this club. And, and, and I'll be honest, yeah, a lot of it did come from the Carlos years. But there is an absolute vein of of abuse and, and, and vitriol just absolutely just, just scything through everything that, that I like about this club. And I don't think that Yoss is, has got the personality to take us through. I don't. I don't think he has, and that's why it matters to me as but, a fan. I, I I I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Fudge, in terms of the fact that um, that that kind of uh, theory of there's a, there's a poison through the club. I absolutely know where you're coming from with that. But my question would be, how does sacking Yoss right now do anything to help cure that or stabilise that? All right. Let- Let's say we get the next Ron Atkinson. I don't. I don't know who the modern day Ron Atkinson is. And if he just turned up, it probably is Sam Allardyce. It probably one. is. Right. If he turned up, there'd be little teddy bears getting thrown about the cop. They, 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 you know, we'd be singing, we'd be chanting, we'd be excited. There'd be a movement about. There'd be a buzz about the place, and that will manifest itself into into the players as well. Do you know what I mean? Because okay. at the minute right. we are literally but, start right. waiting for him to get it wrong. Well, there were there were two more names, Fudge, that I was going to um, give to you. We 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 got, went off on a huge tangent there, which I thought was brilliant <laughs> and a really interesting discussion. Yeah. But there were still two more names that I was going to give Go to on, you. What are you saying? And what you've talked about there about managers who are going to get people chucking teddies on the uh, on the cop and stuff like that. Well, these two last remaining names might just do it. So I'm really interested to see what you think to those. Yeah. So they're both names that I've seen mentioned multiple times this week on social media. Go on. One is Gary Megson. <laughs> Right, you want someone that brings passion not. to the club? No way on no. earth. Right, can you got, even got, imagine no, he, Stephen I... Fletcher running up to back at cop? Absolutely not. No way. That is that is five. That is so five years ago. No, <laughs> no. Maybe so. Maybe so. But Fudge says we need someone that's going to bring see, the passion I back. I see what you did there. Someone yes. that's going to get I, I the crowd going. Yes, there are a lot of people that would go nuts because Mego, and they all think he's bloody great. But you know, if, if you are the type of person to get excited about Gary Megson. You know nothing about football. Stop having an opinion. Let me give you the other name then. <laughs> so um, you're after someone that's going to get the passion oh, going. This is going to be dangerous. Someone that's going to that, someone that's going to rally the fans. Go on. I give you Mick McCarthy. Fuck off! <laughs> it's a matter. Of <laughs> rally the fans. Are you having a laugh? That's the same prick that drank that dragged Frank Simek off the pitch when he'd been knocked out. Absolutely no way do I want him anywhere near my club. The man is an absolute dingle knob. Sorry, no, absolutely no way. No way <laughs> you, on earth. 
I'll tell you what, Vic, that, that noise you made right at the start of that, it really reminded me of uh, Les Dennis when he used to do an impression of me. <laughs> I don't know why. He did... I knew. No. <laughs> uh, it's true. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, no way. I, I've not seen that name banded about at all. I would block anybody. Now, as, as you know, that I I've am, seen it all over the place. I, as you know, I am close personal friends with Terry Butcher nowadays. And... Um, and I got him talking because obviously Ipswich is a, is, was a club close to his art. And uh, I said, so, you know, how come you're not connected to the club? How are you not, you know, like, like an ambassador or, you know, Liverpool can't get rid of some of their players. They just turn up on the door. How come you're not in, involved with the club? Like he said, because I told Mick McCarthy what I thought about him. And, um, and the bloke's a dick. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm probably going to get in trouble telling you this story. So I'm just, I sat there sucking this Starbucks coffee, going, "This is incredible. This is the best story. Give me more, give me more noise." And he went, "Yeah, apparently the um, uh, Terry offered him some feedback after a game where they'd been tonked, and um, and he went, you 'You don't fucking work here. Fuck off.' Like I thought, well, this is glorious. This is this is a fun story. But um, he's it, absolutely not crap football." Crap personality, crap manager. No. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Well, there you, go. you asked. You asked for managers with passion. I delivered you a couple. You didn't want them. Do you know what? Actually, I, 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 you know, I don't. I don't know what else to do. Allardyce will get people cheering. Uh, Megson will get people of a certain generation cheering, but for the wrong <laughs> reasons. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> then we play walking football on a Tuesday with John. Pierce. Yeah, I. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm. I'm too young to, to. You know, I'm too young to remember. Gary and Don Bloody Megson. You know, I don't care. No, I grew up in... I'd rather have John Sheridan, even though his managerial career seems to take him back to Oldham every single other week. So, you know, um, I think Allardyce would be the one for me, but I think he might be too expensive and I think it would be one of those jobs because every now and again, a job pops up with Allardyce, doesn't it? Where it just falls to shit for him. He, he, He does really well. Like he's got like a seventy-five percent success rate with jobs that he gets, and I and I just feel that if we got him, we'd fall into that twenty-five percent. But I still don't think Josh is the man to take us forward. I'm sorry. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I want to talk about some we- name. Just, just yeah? name, and it's it's not just because he's the most beautiful manager in football, but I just want to say, is it oh, Lee Johnson, Johnston Johnson? Johnson, Bristol guy. Absolutely not. <coughs> Why? Because he is a absolute carbon copy of his old man. Lee Johnson does a lot of work on fitness, and um, yeah, and it, pay, it pays uh, off hello. for those players. This is but, Wednesday. Do we not need a lot of work? On fitness? Apparently, Josh did a lot of work on fitness. He was surprised that they weren't working two days, uh, you know, twice a day on the training field, and they they could come mm. if they wanted to. But Lee Johnson, when he was a player. As soon as the ball came to his feet, he just wanted to slap it really hard. And as a manager, I, no, he should be doing better in that role. Bristol City should be pushing uh. for promotion, given the players they've got. But they've they've got uh, the almost Rangine that we have at our club. And uh, I don't think he would... That would be out the frying pan into the fry, fryer for me. I don't, I don't that, think I'd complain if he came to Hillsborough. In fact, if he needs a room... <laughs> I would, uh, I'd turn it down on, uh, if for one reason, um, 
uh, more than any other, which would be it would involve compensation, and we just don't have the money. It'd be a waste of money. It's wasted money to pay off a manager, and that would be two players that we'd have to sell. I mean, in how, order to bring how in much could you remortgage a Terry's and Hillsborough for? Um, probably enough to pay Lee Johnson for about a week. Ask, ask him for a mate. <laughs> uh, right, okay. We've talked a lot about managers. Let's talk about some players because, um, again, I'm, I mean, I've got to be honest. I'm slightly loath to 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 do this, but it's been a massive talking point among the fan base this week. So there are players that uh, a lot of fans are asking, why are they not involved? Now, look, Westwood's someone that we've talked about a lot. I don't think we need to go over that anymore. I don't think there's anything new to add to that. Uh, but the names that are knocked around this week, uh, obviously there was an under-23s game earlier this week where um, none of these players, uh, even though they're apparently fit, uh, none of these players featured. So um, Sam Hutchinson... David Jones, Alman Abdi, and George Boyd, not featuring at the moment, um, not even getting on the bench at the moment. And it has been mentioned by quite a few people that the, the bench on Saturday um, down at Birmingham was a little on the weak side and that we didn't have any kind of great depth. There wasn't anyone that we had on the bench that could come on and really change the game. Um so there's been real question marks about whether or not some of these players should be involved and why they've been kind of frozen out. Um, Yost did do an interview this week where he talked a bit about um, really wanting to bring down the average age of the team. Um, and that's meant that there's been some of the more senior players who have, have not been involved. There were no real names mentioned or anything like that, but it, it seemed that there was a kind of a nod towards a suggestion that maybe some players are around that, that he thinks are just past their best. Um, Fudge, what do you think to this? Are there any players in there that you really think should be involved or do you think this is a bit of a non-argument? I think he's tried to deflate a bit of the pressure from himself and blame it on the players, but then again, you know, given my feelings about Josh that I've spoke about, that's that's what I'm thinking. But there are some players that we need to talk about. There are some players that we need to take a discussion on. I'll, I'll not lie. I think I brought it up last year, year before on the podcast and um, and said that is anybody else really bored of the Sam Hutchinson four-minute injuries? Like, how long are we going to put up with that? You know, I don't think... I think he's a, a cracking player but I don't think he helps us, if that makes sense, in terms of trying to play fast-flowing, going-forward football. Ironically, I think he's more of a Joss player than a Carlos one. But uh, if he went, I'd shrug my shoulders and move on with life. I don't think I'd uh, I'd lose any sleep over it, as horrible as that sounds. He's definitely one. Okay. um, Vic, anyone on that list that you kind of feel should be involved? Or, well, what's your take on it all? Um, I think it's, it's it's just a bit weird, isn't it? We've said this before. It's just, it's all a bit weird. I don't think I can have anybody on a list without all the questions coming back about where are they and whatever else. Obviously, I think that Hutchinson should be in the team. I think that we should be looking at another goalkeeper out of the other two that we've got. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, like I said, it comes back to the politics thing again. I just don't get it. It's a tricky one. I've got to be honest, from my point of view, I think the only one of those that's that's really worth talking about 
um, is Hutchinson because I think that David Jones has been universally slagged off pretty much his entire career with Wednesday. So if there are people that are turning around now saying, well, you know, it's, it's got to be better than what we've got on the pitch now, they've got very short memories. Um, Alman Abdi is, um, I, I'm not even sure he's a thing. I, I can't remember what he looks like. Um, George Boyd, the times that we've seen him on the pitch this season, all he's done is fall over. Um, and I just don't feel that he is a good influence around the younger players that we've got who deserve to be in the team when he appears to have just given up on football. Um, Hutchinson's the one who you do get that passion from, you do get that heart from. But again, this week, you know, he he um, he spoke out, he, he told fans that um, he is fit to play. And I think he said to some that he's annoyed that he's not even in another 23s game. It, um, for me, what the suggestion here is that whether or not that um, th- there's something else going on with Hutch, whether or not he just brings a bit of a... Um, I'm not going to say a negative influence or anything like like that, but but whether or not Yoss just doesn't want him around the the kind of the first team environment at the moment that he I thinks get... that he has a, a like a bad influence, particularly maybe on the younger players that they just don't want him picking up, they just don't want them picking up habits from him or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say because Hutch definitely gives a shit, doesn't he? There's no doubt he that does. Hutch gives a shit. And we've said this. We said this um, last season when he was he but, was telling people that he wasn't injured, et cetera, et cetera. I think sometimes, and I understand his frustration. And I, I, do you know what? In all honesty, I have so much respect for him. If he's a professional footballer and he's getting paid week in, week out to do nothing and he wants to moan about it and he wants to play, I... 100% respect for him you know he's not your Steve Harper however I also do think that there's a by going out to fans and saying this sort of thing it just oozes disrespect for people I don't I just don't think it I don't think there's any respect for your manager or your chairman if you're going out there and saying things that you probably shouldn't be saying Okay, fair enough. Um, so, all right, let's um, let's move on. This is the Wednesday week, sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. Um, a little bit of transfer rumor, kind of root, ru- well, a rumor doing the rounds this week. So, a couple of the national papers reporting that Aston Villa um, are getting ready to make a bid in January to bring Barry Bannon back to Villa Park. The figure that they're quoting is 8 million quid. As ever, we take this with a pinch of salt because it's paper talk and it's probably agents doing this, that and the other. Uh, Vic, can you see it happening? Do you think Bannon to Villa could be a thing? Um, I mean, he still lives there, doesn't he? His family is still there. Probably. Probably. I, I don't know. Probably. I wouldn't put it past, not him in any way, but I mean, I wouldn't put it past Wednesday, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of resigned okay. to the fact that it's going to happen. It's going to be him, Forestieri, Reach, and someone else, Poodle, Westwood. It's going to happen, isn't it? It's just going to happen. Um, Fudge, do you think eight million pounds is uh, a figure that would be tempting for us to accept for uh, a player like Bannon? I think, yeah. Definitely, definitely. You've 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 got to realise where we are and where we sit, and uh, and the problems that we've had. You know, it, it, it's annoying that we had to announce that we were under an embargo and and the rest of it, and how much money we can and can't spend. If eight million quid, if eight million quid gets chucked at us for a player that's what in his late twenties, then yeah, 
you know, if he's if he wants to go anyway, let him go. Like I, I, I'd, I'd hate it. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, eight million quid. It's a fair price. I can't. You know, it's it's a good tempting offer. I know I'd take it if I was playing footy manager. It was. Um, I, you kind of forget just how closely associated he is with uh, Villa, but it, it kind of brought it home to me on Saturday how roundly booed by the Birmingham fans he was every time that he had the ball or went over to take a corner uh, because he is so closely associated with um, Villa. So, well, I guess we'll have to see what what happens on uh, on that front. Still a while away yet before the January transfer window, so um, I'm sure there'll be plenty more rumours in the coming weeks. Uh, right, let's talk about some um, some comments from some former Wednesday figures. Figures is the um, is the word that I've picked for this because certainly one of these is a Wednesday legend. Uh, the other, someone that we've talked quite a bit about um, already this uh, in this episode, but um, Carlos then back in the media talking a lot about Wednesday, talking a lot about his time in charge of Wednesday. Fudge, what are you making of it all? I think it's what we said earlier on about him turning up at the door with the flowers and the chocolates saying, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? There, there's, there, there seems to be an element of that. And there seems to be an element of that that, that runs rife with him. You know what I mean? That, that very much that... Uh, nest feathering that uh, that he seems to do because we, we all you know it's no secret that he went to go and talk to Swansea while he was still in, under contract with us so there, there there seems to be an element of that with him but um I'm getting a bit fed up I just wish he'd bugger off like you know there was do you remember when he first <laughs> you know when he first signed for Swansea and we were all going oh it's like it's like it's like watching somebody else with your with your ex-girlfriend and then now I'm thinking this ex-girlfriend needs to, needs to bugger off now. She's doing me head in. Like, you know, move on. Go and find somebody else. You know, w- you know, we've got Captain Sensible here with his with his melty, droopy face. We're all right, thanks. Let's go and, you know, go, go and find yourself somebody else. Go and find yourself another mistress. Go and see Ipswich. They need you. Uh, the other <laughs> the other thing that happened this week, um, Chris Waddle was um, having a bit of a... He seemed particularly to kick off well two things he says that first of all he thinks that this the, the, the current Wednesday team is good enough to finish in the top six uh, which is um, is interesting you know he, he certainly knows his stuff when it comes to football but also really kicking off about um, squad rotation and that's something that's been very much I think at the fore of discussions among the Wednesday fan base this week about um, just changing teams whether or not you need to pick an 11 and stick with it I have very mixed feelings about it and um I think that, that what Waddle's done there is probably tap into what a lot of Wednesday fans are kind of thinking and feeling at the um, at the moment. So um, interesting stuff from from him. Um, I want to tell you a story now uh, about the fact that in the last week, I've seen two Sheffield Wednesday players um, in non-football environments. So last night, I saw uh, Lucas Zhao and his missus and children um, shopping in Waitrose. Um, you posh bastard! It's my nearest supermarket. It's my nearest supermarket. And, it's not. You've um, got a Tesco. You've got a Tesco. That's a lie. I got it's a it's a Tesco Metro. That's not a supermarket. You've got a Tesco. You've got an M You just go to Waitrose to try and find Lucas now. Oh. Because M and S is less posh than Waitrose. Fuck off. 
<laughs> the other, the other, I saw at um, you know as you come up Nether Netherthorpe Road near where the tram stop is. There's a um, petrol station on the left hand side. Well, um, a, a a very posh four by four pulled out and and actually completely cut me off while I was going up that hill, um, and it was Joost van Aken. Um, and that was actually, it was probably about a week and a half ago that, so I, um, uh, I'm probably unfair by saying within the last week, but it wasn't um, too far ago. And that brings us nicely on to Youth Watch, because um, the good news is that we, we have multiple um, amounts of evidence now that Joost van Aken is still alive, because I've seen him filling his car up with petrol um, and then attempting to write off my Mini. And uh, Vicky also featured for the under-23s, didn't he? Oh, here we go again. Bloody hell. Yes, he did. He featured for the under twenty threes. Like you didn't know. Never like gets you didn't old know what the young fit old this lads. Never gets old. <laughs> Honestly. I don't know anything about the game, but yeah, under twenty threes love him. Brilliant. Brilliant. I don't I, I don't know what you want me to say. I didn't watch it. I don't follow it. <laughs> it's just every single bloody week. I swear to God. Yeah, but did you watch it? Uh, okay, well, um, no, I, it was a really Does bad day for the under twenty threes. Um, it was an awful afternoon for Joe Wildsmith. Oh yeah, Wildsmith four goals. He made a couple of yeah. couple of mistakes. Um, so um, uh, those people that are kind of saying maybe Dawson should be making way for Wildsmith, um, probably not a great day for uh, for their theories either. But. Um, yeah. Um, so, enough of youth. Let's move on to the more senior figures around our club. And um, this guy will not thank me for saying that. Um, Gerald Sibon was back at Hillsborough this week. He visited the club on Monday. Dan Fudge, tell yep. me your memories of Ooh La La Sibon. Come on, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's literally one of the memories. Um, I remember, you know, my, my mate Ash, you've met him actually. He, he's a big stag. And he's always been a big stag. When, uh, when we were 18, when he played for us. Um, we used to call him Tank, and uh, I, used to, I remember we got absolutely battered out in Rotherham once, and him walking down the road singing "Ooh la la, Seabon." It sticks with me. I don't know why, but does anybody else remember this about Gerald Seabon? That when he signed for us, he was dreadful, like he was terrible, like really bad. And then oh, for some everyone reason, remembers that bit, yeah. Yeah, and then when we went down, all of a sudden he, he's, he's now remembered as this cult figure and one of the uh, one of. One of the legends of the four. Like, you know what I mean? No, no he was bloody rubbish. He, he was shit. And, but for some reason, he seemed to play not as shit as everybody else when we were literally falling down the leagues in the early 2000s. Like, do, do you know what I mean? But, um, but no, he, 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 he come across as a nice guy. And, uh, and, I, and when we were playing shit kicker football and him being a shit kicker striker I've got some fond memories of him you see, I, I, I'm trying to think he's got an absolute barnstorm fond memories like, are you having a laugh do you remember that goal against Sheffield United that's the one how do you that's not like how does that not resonate in you every waking moment like that because... that was the one I think was it oh what was his name we brought on looked like Carboni but wasn't Dippiady we brought him on yeah, and within seconds, Sibon did that little one-two with himself and just hoofed it over his right shoulder and he went straight into the back of the net. Absolutely. Like, I don't even have to Google that. I've probably got the wrong game. I've probably got all the wrong players. But as far as I'm concerned, that is in my brain forever. I'll never forget that. He was that, dreadful. Ever. 
he was dreadful. I'll, I'll no, tell you what he was, no, he though. wasn't. He was the new Hugh of the nineties. He was he was shite. What an awful description. Do you know what I mean? It's like when people talk. Oh, do you remember Chef Kikuchi? Yeah, he was shite. Like you know, I think I think we see you know we. we, we I, and I'll I tell you what, Vic, I, I feel for you, actually, because I remember when we went to the um, 25-year anniversary for the Rumbelows Cup win. And and I think you just missed out on the... When you were really into football, you just missed out on that golden era of, uh, of, of what a lot of Wednesday fans in their late 30s and older talk about. Uh, you know when we were when we were mint in the early nineties, and I, you know, I, God, that's that's horrible. So you're, you know, there's going to be an element of you putting people like Gillian and Sumbu and Dungu on a pedestal that you don't deserve to be on. Uh, you know, <laughs> Gerald, <laughs> Gerald Seabon, uh, he, he's another one. Chef Kikuchi, he's one. Louis fucking Buxton was actually shit when you think about it. He was rubbish. Louis As was Buxton Tommy Spur. Me on Instagram now, so I'm not <laughs> like, being funny, but we are best friends. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, I, I, I've got some fond memories of, of like, uh, Ryan Lowe because I, that season when we were down in League One and we could we come out, like, you know, brilliant. But... How, sorry, guys, how the fuck have we gone from talking about Gerald Sibon onto uh, <laughs> the, the pros and cons of Ryan Lowe? What yeah, the yeah. hell's happened here? Just, all right, so, you know. right, Gerald, Gerald Sibon scored a couple of decent goals. That's all he did. Um, we're going we're gonna to move on from that now. Um <laughs> This this really is turning into a Halloween uh, horror night. This isn't it. But uh, it doesn't matter tomorrow. November's here, and um, that means that we've got the usual remembrance tributes um, coming up um, at games in the next couple of weeks. Um, I don't know whether or not this falls well or not, but um, there will be the uh, the usual silence at Bramall Lane ahead of the Sheffield Derby game a week on Friday. The only thing that makes me nervous about this is because yeah, Wednesday fans are not renowned for taking their seats in plentiful time for the game and getting very excitable at the back of the stand. I've got, I've just got a really bad feeling about that. I hope that it's one that everyone um, makes sure that they're inside the ground and uh, in position for and that that all goes according to plan. First though, we're having our own one minute silence at Hillsborough on Saturday before the Norwich game. So let's talk a bit about the Norwich game, a team who have found some well, they've found some decent form um, in the last few weeks. What, <laughs> what do you make of them this season, Vic? Well, I don't even oh. That recent form, it's like, oh, I just, well, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? It was always going to happen. He was always going to go there. I bet you, I bet you if they got a penalty in the last minute, if, if all of a sudden Norwich were in the World Cup final, right, and they got a penalty and it was to score against Germany, he'd fucking stand up and take it, wouldn't he? Not for us. Not for us, he wouldn't. But, I, oh, oh, it's just riled me. It's riled me. Okay. Yeah. So Brilliant. great, great run of form, but he can't play against. So them, Saturday, right? Saturday obviously he can't play against us. Therefore, no. going on that theory, we'll beat them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll smash him. All right, uh, Fudge. What team do you expect Yost to play on uh, on Saturday? Seven at the back. Uh, Stephen Fletcher running <laughs> around for eighty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke you on the wing. Yeah, stick, yeah. Dave Jones just, just you know. Gareth burying it all over the place. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, you know, I tried to, I tried to give you, 
you know, I thought, I haven't been asked this question. I'll, I'll do some research. I'll try and give him a, a concise answer on maybe he'll play such and such in the hole and then target man here and five at the back with wing backs and all that. But I've no idea anymore. He seems to change. Like when he first came in and we, he came in, didn't he, for the, uh, for the derby and we got a very hard-fought nil-nil draw, which I'll be honest, was um, you know, not unexpected, but I, I, you know, I, 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 I didn't fancy it, if I'm honest, given given the form we were in after we, after we just got spanked by, I think it was Burton, didn't we, and all that sort of nonsense. But, but like, the, the formation started out at five at the back, and then three, and then one, one, I think it was, and then we've we, we started. Then we've gone to four at the back, but then we've now gone three centre backs with with two wing backs, which which I actually quite like. But I don't think we have the centre backs for that game for that uh, formation. <coughs> I'm dying here. I'm dying. I don't know where he's going to play, but I'm going to have a coughing fit. Bear with me. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's uh, the death of Dan Fudge that we just have to report there. Uh, tell you what, we really, really need a result on Saturday because I think yeah. you know, four, when when was the last time we lost four games in a row? I can't I can't think what it was. Probably um, was it pre-Yoss? We, we do not need to be going into the derby match having lost four games on the trot. We just to be honest, I'd rather um, just not go into the derby match if we're gonna if we're gonna try that one. I'd rather well, we just we just call it off. Just call it off now. That that would that's a lovely thought, isn't it? Um yeah, I mean we'll see what happens, but you know, they obviously they've got a bit of changes. Um Rhodes has no doubt been a real key component in their season so far. And they've got they've got to adjust for the fact that he can't play on um on Saturday. So um yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, next week, of course, it's gonna be well, I mean, a special episode in a lot of ways. It's gonna be obviously the build up to the derby match. As I think we've touched on, we're probably not all that excited about that particular build-up but it will be something interesting for us because we're going to be recording the episode uh, live at the University of Sheffield not Sheffield University I stand corrected Vic thank you for uh, pointing that out every time I say that wrong um, so yeah ahead of the all Wednesday um, film showing which is uh, what next Tuesday isn't it that's come around really it really is. fast so remember um, remember the 6th yeah. of November Absolutely. So, um, obviously, I'm going to be there. Vic, you're going to be there. Uh, Eddie's going to be there. We might have a special guest. We might have. He's not replying to his WhatsApp, so he needs to sort himself out. We will see what happens on that front. Um, So, uh, yeah, so next week's episode will incorporate uh, the, um, obviously not the entire film, but it will incorporate the um, introduction and the Q&A that we do with Matt as well. Um, So, um, yeah, a bit of a special one a week from now. All right, that's going to pretty much draw things to a close for this week. So, uh, go on, Fudge, say your goodbyes. Goodbye! That was very little Britain, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Do you remember writing the theme tune, singing the theme tune? It was good, wasn't it? Uh, at Dan I Fudge do remember, on Twitter, yeah. at me, at me, unless you're telling me that uh, Wacker Wacker is, is worse than Hips Don't Lie. You know what I mean? Uh, don't at me, then. Wacker Wacker's loads better. Loads <laughs> better. Isn't it? Hips it Don't Lie's it... a terrible song. I mean, Waka Waka combines two of my favourite things: uh, football and Shakira's bottom. So you know, I, I would, I would, I, I would though say that whenever, wherever is a better song. It, it, agree. One ten. One hundred. Hundy P. 
as the kids. Oh my God, nowadays. we've agreed on something. Yeah. It's taken yeah. seventy minutes. We've agreed on something. <laughs> yeah, next week, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vic, give us your goodbyes. Uh, bye. You can find me on Twitter at Victoria1867 or on Instagram at Miss underscore VEW. Please don't send me a message. Thanks. Bye. We've got through nearly the entire episode without um, any um, knob gags. So um, I just want to leave you with a final thought, which is that uh, Steve McLean, remember him? Yeah. He has been um, charged with misconduct for grabbing an opponent's bits. <laughs> so, is that what uh, he did? <laughs> Apparently, it's a tactic. It's a tactic that is used yeah, throughout his career. So, um, yeah, what a knob, eh? I mean, he's right. We, oh, <laughs> we will. Uh, we'll see you next week. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 